Well, today we celebrate the feast of St. Lawrence, who was uh, a deacon in the ancient church very early on here, uh, 3rd century. And there was a a persecution that was aimed against the church at that time, uh, probably right in the middle of that century, around around the year 250 or so, and, and he was martyred in that persecution. Our readings are proper to him. They're not like the normal lectionary that you just go through systematically. It's uh, these are scripture texts that are proper to him, and that's an uh, indication that he's he's an important figure in our tradition. Today you don't hear much about him, but in in the past Saint Lawrence was a very very important saint, um, and our readings are relevant to him uh, in a lot of ways. We have our first text from Saint Paul, who's talking about being generous to the poor. Okay, and so the, the deacons in the ancient church were known primarily for charity. That's what, if you look in the book of Acts, it was because the apostles were having a very hard time doing both uh, preaching and teaching and leading the prayers, public prayers, the Eucharist, and doing all of these things that had to do with material goods. They had a hard time doing both. And so that's precisely why they actually instituted the diaconate. It was to take care of the kind of the practical material stuff, taking care of the poor and things that have to do with, with material things, financial things, so that the apostles could focus on on uh, the spiritual things. So that's why we have that first reading is talking about the generosity and, and, uh, and charity towards the poor. And it uses the metaphor of sowing. We see in, in that scripture text from St. Paul, the principle of sowing and reaping, you hear me talk about it a lot in terms of the moral life and, and and Paul's really kind of touches upon it again. Um, so the you know no no good uh, uh, work um, doesn't result in something good. So those who sow uh, generously will reap generously. If you're very if you if you give a lot of money, it's it's a just a law. Basically, God's going to bless you. It's kind of a nice nice thought. Maybe a little extra motive to be generous. Um, and then that the theme of seeds and sowing continues on in our gospel text in St. John. And uh, it's relevant to, to um, St. Lawrence because he's a deacon. And the word deacon in Greek means servant. And this, Jesus is talking, whoever serves me will follow me. He talks about his servant uh, in terms of a seed that if it's, unless it dies, it's not going to be fruitful. But if it dies, it will, it will, be, it will become fruitful. And so... You know, St. Lawrence was a, was a martyr, gave his life, and there was fruitfulness that came forth out of that. The story goes, there's two stories that are uh, connected with St. Lawrence. Both of them are, are pretty cool. Uh, I don't have any reason to doubt their historicity. I mean, they might be quasi-legendary. Uh, they're not written accounts. It's kind of like long oral tradition. The first, the first story is this, is during that persecution when St. Lawrence died, the emperor came to him because... He was the chief financial officer of the Church of Rome, and that was a really big deal. Okay, so in certain in certain ways, uh, certain sense, the deacon at that time, uh, the right hand was the right hand man of the Pope, and he was more important than any other clergy clergyman in the, in the whole diocese. More important than priests because he he was the chief financial officer of, of the of that uh, see. So he was targeted, and he was brought to the emperor, and they said to him. Um, hand over all the treasures of the church. And so he goes out and he takes whatever liquid assets there were and he distributes them amongst the poor 
totally liquidates the bank account, basically. And then he brings a whole gang of poor people into the palace and before the emperor, and he says, here's the treasure of the church. <laughs> so that's a neat story. You know, it's, so it shows you how much he valued the poor. That's the, it's the, it's a, you know, kind of a parable. Um, and then they have it, there's another tradition that he was killed by actually being placed on a gridiron. Really nasty. So actually in some of his traditional iconography, if you see old paintings of him, he'll, he'll actually have like some kind of almost, looks like a grill, like that you would cook hamburgers on or something, you know, it's a, it was a gridiron. And so he was actually, um, fried alive on a gridiron. Now, uh, tradition has it that he had the presence of mind at that time to actually make a joke. Okay. He says, turn me over. I'm done on this side. And so that's, so he's actually also the patron of comedians. St. Lawrence is the patron of comedians, actually. Okay. So, but really, actually, the first, you know, stunt he did with the poor people, that was funny, too. So he, he had a real sense of irony and, and humor about him. And I, I think, in life, how important it is, it sounds so simple and funny and maybe a little cliched, because a lot of people do say this, like it's like in your yearbook, you know, you know, have, remember to have a sense of humor, Billy, see you later, you know, that kind of a thing. But having a sense of humor is really important in life. It is, because we can take ourselves and other situations that we encounter way too seriously. And, uh, it's a great, uh, very healthy coping mechanism to have a sense of humor, especially about yourself. Um, I know one psychologist I, I read about, he, he, he dealt with particular um, sort of, I don't want to call it, certain, a particular type of client. And the, his main way of dealing with this particular type of client was to try to get them to laugh at themselves and to develop a sense of humor. Because the, this type of client, I don't want to get into the details, their main problem was self-pity. And I think I've spoken about this before, but you know, I, I do, I really think self-pity is a real problem. That that a lot of people, especially in today's day and age, indulge in self-pity um, because we really don't know what it is to have a hard life. Like, I mean, if you were to grow up in a third world or something, but we're so kind of pampered and indulged with the material comforts that we have, we sometimes kind of lose an orientation and lose touch with reality, and we start to kind of the whole universe starts to sort of revolve around us and we become like this tragic center of the universe like, oh, woe is me. And any little bad thing that happens to us, it becomes magnified beyond what it really should be. Uh, and we start feeling really sorry for ourselves, whatever it might be. But if you can laugh at yourself and make jokes about yourself, then it's a really great remedy for self-pity. And um, what humor is really the result of being able to step back and kind of take an objective perspective on things and then you start to see the incongruities in life, you know, ironies and whatnot. And that's that's like the nature of humor. So but it requires the ability to really be an observer. And if you're all wrapped up in yourself, you can't observe yourself. You know, all you're doing is you're fixated on whatever the pain is that you're experiencing. So to be able to step back, to be that observer so as to have a sense of humor about things uh, is, a, is a great remedy. But you really can't do that unless you have your hierarchy of values straight. And I think we see Lawrence, he's got that down. What's, what's valuable to him? The poor. Okay. And we talk in our, in our faith tradition, your Catholic faith tradition, of the preferential option for the poor, that uh, we should prefer thinking about 
working for and being involved with those the lowly and the weak and those who are in need and and the, and the poor. Um, when we see that as our kind of guiding light and our, our value, everything else kind of comes into perspective and we can have that that perspective on life um, whereby we don't feel bad for ourselves, we can face adversity and pain and suffering uh, with, with cheerfulness, um, even cracking jokes every once in a while, like uh, St. Lawrence. So he's a great example for us all um, when it comes to charity, when it comes to mature um, sense of humor, perspective on life, and, uh, and getting our values straight.